Hi. <laughs> it's cool to see uh, really you know, familiar faces and also good uh, new faces. Um, so welcome to 99. Um, definitely a, an interesting Sunday to be speaking. A um, um, couple things. It's our live streams off. I would have given a shout out to our pastors. Um, so they're on their maternity paternity leave, um, and we wish them well. Um, for me, this is actually my last Sunday at 99. Like, yeah, yeah. So um, I think before I uh, just talk about uh, what I have prepared today, um, I just want to invite you guys to pray with me. Okay. <sighs> Um, yeah, God, we, we look to you right now, um, and we thank you and we praise you. Um, yeah, we thank you, Lord, for um, just this morning of worship. Um, and Lord, I, I, I thank you that you give us your Holy Spirit um, to intercede f- for us, um, to guide us, Lord. Um, and I just pray right now, um, during this time, Lord, um, will your Holy Spirit continue to move in in this place, Lord, will your word um, that you you've given to me, God, will it just be pleasing and holy to you? Um, and God, for every person here and at home, and um, for new faces, for returning faces, God, um, we just ask, Lord, that um, for every person here, Lord, um, yeah, will you give us a a little, I guess, a little nugget. Um, a little something to hold within our hands to take away today. Um, yeah, so I just pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Cool. Okay, um, so just really briefly, my name is Maureen. Um, I've been here for at 99 since it started, um, so just a, a little introduction. I won't go through the whole thing I did the last time I spoke. Um, but today is my last Sunday at 99, and so when thinking about what to talk about today, um, the word remember came up. I'm like, oh, I wonder why. <laughs> you know, uh, there's a lot of transition that's happening in my life, probably more than what normal people would sign up for, um, because I am about to, we're, me and my fiance, Josh, um, we're going to get married in less than a month, so embracing that transition out of, you know, singlehood leaving SF, and I, I grew up here, so a lot of my memories from from childhood up just kind of coming back to me, um, and so a lot of things that I'm remembering, um, but God was calling me to talk about this today, um, and so if you guys remember the last time that I spoke, if you listened to that, I'm not, ta- not going to read my journal, <laughs> I did that last time, <laughs> that's not a regular thing, so don't worry, um, yeah, uh, but Today's topic is going to be about remembering the Lord. Okay. So really quickly, and you can kind of reflect on this. I'm going to ask you a question. Maybe you can resonate. Okay. How many of you forget things? Okay. Really basic question, right? Okay. Hopefully you've re- you raised your hand. You've forgotten something at some point. Personally for me, I'm not typically a forgetful person. Um, if I start to forget, usually means that I'm very, very stressed. Um, but I guess one thing that I do often forget, which is kind of a quirky thing for me, is um, usually when I'm tr- talking to someone and trying to encourage them, and I try to quote like a very like well-used, like common quote that people may bring up, and I always forget in those moments how those go. 
So I'm always saying like, you know, I'm trying to think of this quote, like something from an apple, and then there's like a tree, but then the apple, like something's falling, you know, <laughs> really things like that. Uh, so that's something that I personally forget. You know, you may forget. And, and the thing is that that's just a natural thing about being people, right? Um, and another question for you guys is, what are some helpful tips that you always remember to do, right? And every person's different, right? Not all the same tips help every single person. Um, for example, a helpful tip that I'd like to share with you today, um, you know, for example, um, if you want to remove a label from a piece of glass or plastic bottle, one thing I like to do, because I refuse to use Goo Gone, because I don't like how it feels afterwards, I pour hot water into it, let the adhesive soften, and then peel away the label, and it makes it a little easier. Okay. <laughs> uh, things like that. Really random, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so there's some other things. I'm actually not going to show those, but um, the idea here, what I'm trying to get your mind jogging is just how sometimes we are very forgetful on a daily basis, that's okay. Also, we set up things to remember, right? The things that we need to, our phones, you know, we set up reminders and alarms, right? We're, we're kind of wired that way because our minds just don't naturally, if we remembered everything that we ever heard in our lifetimes, how awesome would that be? We wouldn't have to really go to school. Look at that. <laughs> well, kind of, you go to school once and then just never go to school again. <laughs> Okay, um, and so why I bring this up, you know, within the theme of remembering, um, the idea here is that you want to be intentional with what you remember, right? And for sometimes it doesn't take that much. Like, for example, let's say you had to learn something the hard way, right? You, it's really easy to remember the lesson that you learned. Um, one thing that, I mean, if you don't know me, I'm finishing my master's program in counseling, and I look a lot at relational dynamics, and you may have heard this before, but when you're in relationship with someone and a negative statement comes up, right, you, you know, like something critical or an insult, it's the ratio, the golden ratio is that if one statement gets brought up, you need at least five positive statements to undo the effect of the negative statement. And some people argue more than five, sometimes seven, sometimes 10. I have practiced it because we had to do that in class. It was so weird to say something negative uh, to someone. <laughs> yeah, so we just made stuff up like, wow, your voice is like really low, okay. <laughs> yeah, um, so anyways, the point there is like sometimes these, uh, you know, when hard things happen or when, you know, you get hurt sometimes, those things, those lessons, we tend to recall very easily, right? However, in general, when we're required to remember something, it takes an intentionality and practice, right? We could set reminders. Our phones naturally do this, right? You can have an app. I had an app that reminded me at 11 a.m. and at 3 p.m. to go on it and, and practice something. And if you're not intentional with it, you just swipe the notification away, right? And then it loses its purpose, right? So. From this point on, if I ever, if I just lose you, okay, if I lose you at this point, my, uh, my main point for today is that when we go through the cycle of forgetting, it keeps us in a stuck place. However, when we practice remembering, intentionally remembering, that moves us forward, okay? Right, and this is really important when considering our relationship with God, right? 
when we don't intentionally remember what God has done, we can forget his character when we experience, um, during our experiences of difficulty, right? Anybody resonate with that? I definitely do, right? Um, and when we remember, though, the times where he's been there for us and his presence was there and we see and experience his love, we are more likely to create a reminder of ourselves so that when we go through something later, we remember that, right? And so we're going to look at some examples in scripture, okay? Uh, the first example, just really quickly, and it's going to be just really brief, um, what happens when people forget, okay? So um, if you've ever read the book of Judges, Anybody? Yeah, Book of Judges. Not something that typically people go to. <laughs> okay, but the Book of Judges is a classic example of how people tend to forget God, right? And so, actually, it's commonly known that um, there's there's something called the Judges cycle. All right. So, in a nutshell, and I had to uh, for one of my classes, I had to go through the whole Book of Judges. So. It's a good one. Actually, it's really depressing. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> but it's a good lesson. Okay, so in a nutshell about the, the judge's cycle, so imagine you have a circle, okay? That's kind of what a cycle is, right? <laughs> so it, it, the people of Israel in the book of Judges, this is right after um, we have someone named Joshua. Um, and so after the point in Joshua, this is the pattern of what we see in the in the Israelites. So they come to the land that God has promised them, right? But there's people living in that land, right? And so their job is, as they get into this land, right, um, they're supposed to inhabit it. But um, what ends up happening, they have a period of peace, and they serve the Lord. They forget what God had done in, pre in previous generations, and then they do evil in, <laughs> in God's eyes. They get punished. Then they cry out, God, where are you? Help us. God raises up a judge to help them, delivers them. Peace, forget, do evil, punished, cries out to God, help us. Okay, raise up a judge. God delivers them. There's peace. Okay, you guys get the pattern? Right, and this is not just for one generation. This is for multiple generations later. Right, and so let me ask you guys: When you are stuck in a cycle, where do you end up? Nowhere, <laughs> right? And that's what ended up happening to the Israelites. Okay, in their pattern of forgetfulness, what ended up happening is: Yes, they cried out to God, and God saved them and came through, but they forgot what God had done, and that led them back into the same cycle over and over and over again. Okay. This is not what I'm trying to emphasize here, because if I stopped here, it would be really sad. <laughs> okay. um, but one thing that we learn from the book of Judges here is that um, with humans, we will forget what God has done if we don't set up reminders. Right? And that was something that they had failed to do, was share what God had done to the next generation. Okay. Now, what I do want to focus on today here is what does scripture say about remembering? All right, so... Book of Judges, what to not do, what are examples of what we should do? Okay. So if you have your Bibles or a Bible app, um, just because I don't have slides up here, um, you can turn to Genesis 12. Okay, so I'll give you, give you a second. 
All right, so um, while you're turning that up, just to kind of bring up some context, in Scripture, when people needed to remember something, um, in the Old Testament, the practice was to build an altar. Okay, that's how they remembered what God had done. Um, so what exactly is an altar? Is it something flashy with lights and candles and, you know, singing? <laughs> in the Old Testament, it was a pile of rocks. Okay, so nothing too fancy. But when you saw an arrangement of rocks, you knew something happened there. Right? And so this was the practice in the Old Testament. And so in Genesis 12, this is first when we hear God's interaction with Abram. Okay. So I'm just going to read this. Um, so if you have it with, um, on your app or an actual physical Bible, if you have one, that's great. Um, follow with me. So we're just going to read verses 1 through 9. Okay. So now the, Lord, now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram went as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. So moving forward, verse 5. And Abram took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their possessions that they had gathered, and the people that they had acquired in Haran. And they set out to go to the land of Canaan. When they came to the land of Canaan, Abram passed through the land to the place of Shechem, to the oak of Morah. At that time, the Canaanites were in the land. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring I give you this, I will give you this land. So he built an altar there to the Lord, who had appeared to him. From there, he moved to the hill country on the east of Bethel and pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and I on the east. And there he built an altar to the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. And Abram journeyed on, still going toward the Negev. So we'll pause right there. Okay, so in summary, with that passage, okay, uh, God says, hey, Abram, go to this land. I will bless you and make you a great nation. You'll be a blessing. He goes and does it. God says, I'm going to give this to you and to your offspring. And Abram, in response to God, he makes an altar. Not once, but in this passage, actually twice. Right? So actually in the next chapter, uh, in the beginning of Genesis 13, he actually goes back. So he leaves for a bit. He goes back to actually where they were at. And, finds and sees the altar that he had first built, and he calls upon God again. Okay. So this is an example of remembrance. right? So Abram set up an altar to remember, what, remember the God who blessed him, and he made a clear reminder when he came back and said, God, I remember you. Right? And this is, the, uh, this is something that was regularly practiced, but it wasn't just a one-time deal. It was a multiple practice and occurrence. and something that he could revisit, right? Um, and so I shared an example, right, in Judges of what it looks like to forget. Shared an example in Genesis of what it means to remember. What does this mean for us? Right, what does it look like when, we're, when we forget today? Okay, so anyone have, has anyone ever felt stuck in their life? Maybe felt stagnant? Yeah, I definitely have, 
especially, I don't know if you, you guys felt this, but during the pandemic, right, being at home, not really remembering what it felt like to be like this, <laughs> that was really hard um, to, to experience, you know, the same type of community. Well, you know, God, while I'm sitting there on my couch, like, it just feels so different, right? Um, and maybe you might feel stuck at a place in your life because things aren't moving as forward as you had hoped, right? You know, for me personally, one thing that I've noticed when being stuck in a cycle, um, for what I do, I think about something, like an example, um, addiction, right? Um, addiction often is viewed as a cycle too, right? Because you have someone who gets unfortunately stuck in this process, you know, then they might decide to withdraw, they withdraw, they deal with the withdrawal symptoms, it gets too hard, then they kind of go back, they cry out to God, please help me, you know, and, but because they haven't had the proper support, they get stuck in this cycle, which is really sad, right? And that's the thing, when uh, we're, we're human, we're prone to forget, especially during times where it's really hard in, in times of adversity, right? And so when we're walking with God, it takes two to walk together. And what I mean by that is God can remind us. God can speak to us and say, hey, I'm right here, right? But we also need to be intentional on remembering, all right? So what does it look practically for us to remember and set up these altars, right? What does an altar look like today, all right? Are we going to start setting up piles of rocks all throughout SF? That might be a really good idea. Um, <laughs> Um, but today, our altars are things that we put before ourselves to remember God, right? And so I'm going to list a couple things, and um, just as I read these out, just kind of think about what resonates most with you. Okay. So one of the first ways that we set up an altar is just through a personal time with God, through reading his scripture and in worship, right? Especially what I love is just songs of worship. Right? For me personally, it, words is not a hard thing. Um, it's weird because I'm speaking in front of you right now, <laughs> but typically it's really hard for me to express how I'm feeling and what I want to communicate with God. Um, and so what I love is just songs of worship that people have written, right, from their expression and to say like, hey, what you just shared, like, I experienced that too, right? And the, the best part is we experience that together on Sunday. Uh, you could listen to music in the car, right? But no matter where you are, you can set that up. Another place, another altar that we uh, set up is this right here, community in the body of believers, right? So hence the importance of regular gatherings, because this is a regular reminder of who we are as a people of God, right? And each and every one of you sitting here, you and yourself is like an altar, right? Because you you embody right, what it means to be in relationship with God. You have your testimony that you share with others, right? For example, something that happened this week, it, you know, I'm in CG with John and Sophia, and I get a couple other people are there. <laughs> um, one thing that came up was just kind of reflecting on last week's sermon, um, and the question was, what was it, when was the time when you experienced love from someone in your church community? Um, and that was b kind of a hard question because it was um, what we need. We were thinking of examples. Um, but what was really cool about that, and I'm not going to share what was said, um, but the idea here is like being able to hear what other people share, 
right? Um, and some individuals, they shared even, like, love that they experienced from our pastors, right? And I thought about that. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I felt that way too, right? And you, you experience that together, right? Um, so community, being together, really good. <laughs> um, another way is through communion, right? That is an active practice, and it's, it represents that altar we present and say, hey, God, I remember what you did. I remember what Christ did on the cross for us, and I'm going to do this as you commanded, and we'll remember you, right? Um, a couple more. Going to an actual place. Some people might have, you know, a prayer closet. Um, others might actually go to a physical place to get away and just sit there and set up that um, time to remember. Okay. And the last thing that I think um, for me this one resonates with me the most, is um, recording history with God. Okay. Um, and one of the things I want to point out is when the, whoever it was in the Old Testament, when they built an altar, it, it wasn't always an altar to remember the positive great things. Sometimes it was altar to remember God when things were really difficult. So, for example, in Judges 21, verse 2 through 4, they built an altar during times of confusion. They were really confused. They were weeping, and they built an altar. In Judges 6, 22 and 24, um, Gideon built an altar as a reminder of who God is. At that point, he was saying, "God, you are a God of peace, and therefore I built this altar to remember you as the God of peace today. Um, in Joshua 8, 30, 32, it says... Um, they built an altar after victory against their enemies. So, um, actually, that one I don't have to say more. <laughs> and then the last one, um, in Joshua 4, uh, they built an altar as a means to remember uh, and share with the next generation. And so, I, I personally want to do a shout-out here to our pastors because they just had their kid. And also, we have Chris's mom here, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, that altar to remember what was done in the family, what was done within the people, and to share it with those both before and after, right? Um, and so what do these altars communicate when we, record, when we record our history with God in these points in times that we've set up? It may come and look as like, God, I come to you to set up this altar to remember you so I'm not lost in my confusion or in my sadness. God, you came through for me when... I don't know what was going on, but you surprised me, um, and your peace came upon me, and I'm going to set up an altar and remember you today. Our God, I am victorious because of you, you know, shout out to anyone who got a job, you know, I know um, uh, Sophia, our CG leader, she recently got a job, so um, that's something, you know, to praise God for and remember, um, and then lastly, you know, God, you did something amazing in my life, and in those before me, and that's something that doesn't have to end with me. And so I want others to know and set this up and remember you. All right. Um, so that was kind of <laughs> what I wanted to share, but I wanted to spend some time in response. Um, so if you want, um, you can close your eyes with me just to give um, space to reflect on, yeah, just remembering your history with God. So even when I ask that, what does your history with God look like? What things come up? What memories come up? Okay. 
Maybe it was the first time someone ever, someone showed you love that you didn't expect. Maybe it was the first time someone shared Christ with you. Yeah. Maybe it was during a really, really difficult time in your life that you didn't expect and God came through and brought breakthrough. Or it could be that you're going through that right now and it's really hard and this is part of your story. You know, if it's hard for you to remember right now, maybe you're you're going through a time of adversity um, it's been really difficult to even remember what God has done in the past um, you know I challenge you to ask God to, to highlight something or maybe you're in a season where there's a lot of celebration and it's easy to remember what God has done you know, then, then it maybe thank God for those moments and ask ask him to highlight someone to share it with. And one last question. If you were to set up an altar today, what would you say? God, as we sing this morning in our worship to you, you've been with us and you've written our history, right? Our history with you. God, I thank you for the moments where your presence was just so tangible that we couldn't deny it. And God, I thank you for the pres- your presence when sometimes it was hard to see and hard to remember and hard to hear you but you brought us through those times of difficulty Lord I pray that we we don't fall into forgetfulness but we keep our eyes pressed ahead on the race that we are running knowing that we are moving forward not alone but with you God And that along the way, Lord, remind us to set up these altars, these reminders of what you're doing now. God, we praise you for the things that we remember that you've done in the past. We praise you for giving us your scripture. We also look to what you're doing now in anticipation for what's to come. God, and we remember you for that. And so, Lord, I just pray that as we leave today, God, um, the altars that we set up, whether physical, right, actual places, 
whether it's through our worship to you during the week, whether it's through our remembrance of our book, our story that we write with you, God. God, will you highlight those memories for us? Will you also highlight the people that we, we can share it with? God, the, the testimony that you give us for over our lives is powerful. Yeah, especially in a city like this, God. So God, would you be with us here? Continue to, um, we ask your Holy Spirit to continue to move um, as we worship together. Yeah. So we'll, we'll sing this last song in worship.